This is episode number 45 with Jackie Toops from Army Wife 101. Welcome to American Snippets, your source for inspirational, motivational, and selfless stories and interviews from exceptional people across the nation. And now, here's your host, Barb Allen and Dave Brown. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the American Snippets podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. My name is Dave Brown. I'm a real estate investor, lifestyle entrepreneur, coach, and the co-host here at the American Snippets podcast, along with my partner, Gold Star Wife, author and speaker, Barbara Allen. Now, if you're a first-time listener, uh, understand that it's our goal each week to feature stories that will not only inspire you, but propel you into action in your own life. Our mission here on this podcast is to create a meaningful platform that encourages national pride, promotes the American dream. Yes, the American dream is alive and well, supports those who honorably serve and give us the freedoms to pursue those dreams. And we also spotlight all the extraordinary things being done by everyday Americans, just like you, who are doing their part to make this country a better place. Our guests are exceptional Americans. They're giving back both in business and everyday life, and they come from all walks of life. These are uh, actors, uh, social media influencers, celebrities, musicians, artists, philanthropists, everyday people who are just doing amazing things in their community, and we share their stories here on American Stippets. These are stories uh, and compelling examples of our motto, which is, positivity, possibility, and patriotism. And these stories can help you move one step closer to living your own American dream. And our guest today uh, is is a perfect example of this. Her name is Jackie Toops. And she didn't just marry a military man, but she's been an army wife now for seven years. Uh, When her husband told her of his drive to serve, Jackie knew it was up to her to support that drive. The life of a military spouse is grossly misunderstood by most Americans. From frequent moves to raising and often giving birth to children without their spouse even present, to worrying for their spouse's safety, to immense difficulty establishing or maintaining a career, these women, and yes, these men, are the unsung heroes behind their own heroes, their spouses. Jackie Toops found her own purpose in military life by serving as a conduit and a resource for other military spouses. Now she's the lead writer at an incredibly popular blog called Army Wife 101. And military spouses all over the globe rely on her for articles, news, fresh insight, and valuable information to help them navigate their own lives. Jackie shared her story and her message of patriotism, service, and resilience with us in today's episode. Now, without further ado, here is Jackie Toops and my co-host, Barbara Allen. Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I am your co-founder, Barb Allen. And those of you who follow our story, know American Snippets, know by now that I am a gold star wife. My husband, Lou, was killed in Iraq in 2005. And Dave is an entrepreneur, family man, businessman who's done it all, seen it all, and recreated his life as well. And so we together like to share stories that are both tied into the military and tied into entrepreneurial, adventurous spirits, people who give back and take their challenges in stride and really just go for it. Today's guest 
is somebody who does all of that. She, uh, she exudes positivity, possibility, and patriotism, which is what we are all about here. She is part of the family that lives, defends, and promotes the American dream. I mean, there's nothing about her that does not fit exactly what with we, with what we do here at American Snippets. And we are very excited to have Jackie Toops here today. She is a writer, a blogger. She gets paid to smile, even though she does it for free all the time. Because, <laughs> you know, so what else could be better than that? Jackie, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me, Barb. I'm very excited to talk to you today. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, you were kind enough to share my story uh, just recently, and now it is a huge pleasure for us to turn around and share yours as well. This is the uh, how we linked up is a good example of why you just need to put yourself out there and go for it. Um, we both came across the opportunity to to talk with Elena Cardone recently in our lives, and she was kind enough to link us up. And now here we are um, working together and also sharing other people's stories who need to get out there. So I love the way this has all played out, and I'm super excited to get to it. So shall we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a lot to do, a lot to do with you. So we're just going to kind of take it piece by piece and tie it in and dig into it a little bit. You are a military wife. Let us start with that because that is a huge part of, you know, of everything you do. And it sort of has shifted or created the landscape in which you have to work. So tell us a little bit about that. What branch is your husband in? Sure. Um, my husband is in the Army, and he joined in 2011. We had already been married for a while. Um, I'm seven years older than my husband, so I had already done my education. I traveled. I'd had a career. I was the breadwinner. And then when we had our first child when I was 31, he said, well, you know what? I've always wanted to join the Army. <laughs> I hate it when they do that. <laughs> it's like the bait and switch. Yeah. I know, I'm thinking now with a smile at the time, I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but it actually worked out really well because I returned to work after my maternity leave and I felt heartbroken that I was going to miss out on my child's milestones and I wasn't the one to be there because I, I wanted to be. And my yeah. husband said, well, this is actually going to be perfect for both of us because you can be a stay-at-home mom while they're young and I can start adding to my resume and build my career. So he left for basic training and AIT, Advanced Individual Training, and was gone from us for a full year. And during this year, I had a one-year-old, was pregnant with a second one. We moved in with my parents in my hometown, which was fantastic because I went into preterm labor, was hospitalized and on bed rest for two months. And wow. my husband wasn't there because he was away learning to yes. serve the country. So luckily, my family was there and they stepped in and were amazing. My son was born early by emergency C-section, so my poor husband missed it. He has no memories of the birth of 50% of his children, which is, you know, <laughs> but I found I'm not yeah. the only one that happens quite a bit. Uh -huh. And then he got to really get to know my son when he was five months old, and we all moved in together in Germany, a completely different country, away <laughs> from family and friends. So we had a very... Uh, crazy start, I'd say. You know, we were traditionally married and jobs and this and that. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, the army stepped in and took us on this whirlwind adventure, and it really hasn't stopped. <laughs> no, I'll say. So, I mean, that right there, that's a lot. It's really hard for somebody who has not gone through, just as in anything, right? Anybody who has a very unique experience, it's very difficult for somebody else to fully understand it unless they too go through it. And 
this is your experience, your path. And just the enormity. I mean, there are a lot of people who are very removed from the presence of our military and the military world. And that's not said in a bad way or a bitter way. It's just, it's just the way it is. There are a lot of people, especially for me, we were a National Guard family. We didn't have the base community and all that. So we felt like really out there. But for so many people who just can't comprehend, you know, that their knowledge of the military is what they see in the media and on the news. And it's very hard to remember sometimes that for every soldier, Marine, sailor, whatever, you know, you see out there, there's a family back home. And that person, that individual, a man or woman has left the people they love behind. And there are thousands and thousands of people at home every day going through their lives without the person that they created that life with. And it's like, you have to give that up too. So it's a huge sacrifice on both ends to do what needs to be done to defend our country. And just um, things like, you know, missing the birth of your child and you going through that experience on your own without your husband. I mean, he's the guy that He's the guy that put you in that situation first off. <laughs> dog, and then they leave, right? Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's tough, and uh, and how you did it all and came through it is really awesome. And how you now reach out to to connect other military spouses and create that network where you can you your site Army Wife One Hundred and One. I know it's not your site, but it's you know you're a writer for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Tell us, tell us about Army Wife 101. I love it. I love the whole site and the resources that offer, but let's hear it from you. What is Army Wife 101? Why is it so valuable? And what is some of the feedback you get? Well, Army Wife 101 was started up by military spouse Crystal Spell. Her husband was going through a very lengthy deployment. And for a while, it was sort of her side project just to have something to do to get through it, to get our thoughts out. And she was then able to collect a huge following of people who are very interested in her stories. They can relate. And today it's a site. We've got over 70,000 followers on our Facebook and we provide a lot of helpful resources from anything to how to get through a deployment, how to handle your next PCS move, how to find the best military discounts for your family, um, to even some heavy hitting articles. I am the lead writer. I've been with Army Wife 101 now for three years. And a couple of the pieces I've written, um, they're, they're very heavy, but they're very important. One is um, what to do if you're suffering from PTSD or if you're feeling suicidal or if you're in an abusive relationship. Um, unfortunately, there are there's a lot of stress associated with military life. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to do everything I can to help others know that you're not alone. We will help be an advocate for you. We'll provide helpful resources. Um, but then on the lighter side of that, we do have some fun articles like here's how to throw a successful mil- military spouse wine night. <laughs> nice. Super important. Yeah. To know. <laughs> yeah. So it's got a yeah. little something for everybody. I even had a, a series that I started a while back that was mill spouses who serve. So it was a, a female who was in the Marines and now her husband's in the military. She stepped back wow. who was in the Navy. And I just want to say that even though we share a lot of common threads, everyone has their own individual unique story. And I love being the mouthpiece to bring that story to the military community. And every time I do, no matter how off the wall the story is, people, someone can relate to it and connect with it. And I feel really satisfied by my work. Um, yeah. by helping them know that you are part of a community, you are part of a family, and you're not alone. 
Yeah. So how do you manage to get that work done when you have two young children um, and you have to juggle your schedule and, you know, I mean, you have to sit there and write while maybe something catastrophic is going on in the other room, you know, you're watching them dump a whole box of cereal or whatever it is, you know, cause kids are, kids are terrors, you know? So, um, how do you kind of, what are some things you do to kind of just take a few deep breaths and reel yourself in and, yeah. and, you know, kind of get in the flow of, of the day and embrace it? That's a very good question because I like other many military spouses work from home. Um, because with all the moves, it's hard to always find a job outside the home, but it's amazing with the internet. Now there's so many opportunities. Yeah. But you also have uh, little people you share your office space with. (laughs) (laughs) When I started writing with Army Wife, my kids would have been two and four. So it was very difficult. And basically, I had to only write during nap time and after bedtime. Mm -hmm. Even though I was tired, that's when I made the time for myself. But I found that it kind of recharged me in a way. It was a good creative outlet. Because as I said before, I had been in the working world. I was working in public relations. And then I stepped back to be a stay-at-home mom. So part of me still craved having something for myself. It's quite the switch. (laughs) Yes, it is. So I started doing that just one article a month or two. And then as they got older, I found that they understood that mom had to write or I needed um, some time to myself. And they got pretty accommodating. Even today, my husband is currently deployed to Afghanistan. And one of my sons is in school. The other has a teacher planning day. So I found a babysitter on base who's in high school. She's homeschooled and is available in the morning on a Monday. Oh. <laughs> so Ooh, awesome. Yes, yeah. I'm not afraid to ask for help, whether it's another friend I babysit swap for, um, or even with my kids recently, now that they're older, they're five and seven, I had a weekend full of deadlines and I said, okay, here's the thing. I'm on deadlines, but we will do one special thing per day. That way, I didn't feel like I was neglecting them, and Mm -hmm. they had this one thing to look forward to. So one day, it was breakfast out. Another day, it was bowling on base. And so they knew that they had this one thing, and then the rest of the day, I needed to be left alone. Yeah. (laughs) The struggles evolve as they age. (laughs) It it is true. And as they hit different ages and milestones, you need to evolve. Just when you figure it out, okay, this is how they're going to roll and do it. They get older or something else happens, and you have to switch again. Yes. And adapt your your course and your approach. So, what then? Would you, there are a lot of my, uh, parents who will work at home, mm-hmm. you know, and worry about their children. What are some things that you've noticed in your kids? Some maybe benefits. You know, you talked about doing that one special thing to kind of ease any guilt, right? That's huge. That's a way because I know a lot of, and I dealt with it myself. You know, when I was doing everything I was doing with my four kids, and you just feel terrible. You feel like. You're neglecting your children. I shouldn't be doing this, blah, 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 blah. But what are some things that you've seen positive come out of your kids from learning? Like that structure time, like this is how, this is when I need to leave mom alone and figure something out for myself, maybe. Um, Have you seen instances where they maybe just kind of sort through something on their own and come tell you afterwards? Yes, they have gotten really good at solving their own problems, getting their own snacks, finding their own activities. And I just... I love the independence because I've never been a parent to hover anyway. I want them to grow up to be successful adults. Yeah. So just that alone is is very beneficial. But they also now start talking about what they want to do when they grow up and what they'll do when they have a job, what they'll do with their money, if they're going to travel. And and now they're starting to give me ideas of things I should write. Perfect. <laughs> 
yeah, so they're very much part of the process. I'm very clear and say, you know, this is what I do. This is who I'm helping. This is what I get in return. This is how we get to take vacations. And so they're realizing that uh, my work is for a purpose and they, mm-hmm. they've come to appreciate it and they're doing what they can to understand and realize that one day they may be working from home or they'll, they may have their own initiatives that they want to start and I'll be there to support them as well. Nice. So when you talked about, you know, other military spouses working from home, what are some of the career paths that they can do? I, you know, I spent some years working with our military community and I, I see how difficult it is and, um, for military families to make ends meet financially, which is something else that people don't know. Maybe that uh, the husband and wife, mother, father, son, brother, whoever it is, is off often in combat zones now literally risking their lives for us and making atrocious wages where so many military families are even often dependent on on food stamps and such oh. and, and public services. So what are some of those challenges that you've seen and what are some other avenues that military spouses have found? You have to you all have to get creative and really aggressive about it, right? So mm-hmm. what are what are some avenues that you've seen people take to to get around that? Well, and you're you're right. Um, they definitely don't get paid what what they're worth. Yeah. Um, we qualified for WIC for five years, women, infants, and children. Yeah. And so we we had that. Um, I know there's programs called Coops for Troops, which volunteers will cut coupons and send them to military families. Oh, that's cool. Many of us are eligible for welfare, which people don't realize. They don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, and if you come into it and say you've got an overwhelming amount of debt from student loans or car payment or something. And you can't pay it. A lot of families do feel that they have to have that, that that dual income. But with this lifestyle, working a traditional job doesn't always fit because your spouse could be gone. Um, mine has, I was thinking this morning, he's been gone for probably two years altogether. And my youngest son is five. So that's, yeah. you know, a good chunk of his life. The dad's not even been here. Right. And um, so I do find that working from home is beneficial. So for me personally, I'm writing, um, which I absolutely love. I have friends who have their own businesses for baking, jewelry making, photography. Um, some go into childcare because they're already doing it. So they might as well bring in others and get right. paid for it as well. Um, so those are some options I've seen that are actually quite prevalent in the military community. Um, and then there are some other options now with the Internet where people will work customer service jobs, this and that, especially if their kids are out of the house and they can easily place a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is work. I do think that's something that I need to learn more about that I can help share with other spouses, other uh, career paths and options, because there are a lot of great programs um, to further the education of spouses. There's money allotment. Um, there are things we can do. And so part of my job is to let everyone know about it, that you're not just stuck in the house waiting for your spouse to come back and praying that, you know, you're, you can make ends meet and not having to shop at the commissary every payday because you're just stretching your budget then. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some things then that you could say to somebody who's maybe in a situation? Because a lot of what you're talking about now is a matter of choice and commitment. Um, there are a lot of people who can relate to just feeling overwhelmed and tied down or you know, and it's very easy to get bogged down and man, this is so hard. You know, I can't do this anymore. Why us? Why do we have to do this? You know, but once you make that decision to get past that mindset and to change your mindset, you can change your life and change your outcome and change your everyday um, 
situation and outlook on life itself. But what are some things that you do to keep yourself in that mindset? You know, or was there a time that you can remember where you were just like stuck for a minute and just tempted to just throw that tantrum and and give up on on all of it because you know the frustration maybe got to you. And how'd you get past that? <laughs> sure. Um, when we first moved away to Germany, um, and I left my, the, my parents and all the help and support we had, my husband and I were learning to live together after a year apart with another child. And I was officially a stay at home mom all by myself with a very tantrumy toddler who was upset that Grammy and Grams were no longer there and his friends were no longer there. A baby who was waking up several times at night and my husband was gone every day for 12 hours. Wow. So I just didn't see him. And within our first week of living there, um, something fell on my foot and broke it, but <laughs> we couldn't quite get, I couldn't get crutches. Our clinic was over, over, um, filled because they just closed the base and moved it up. So we didn't have enough doctors or oh my service members hobbling around with a double stroller or a baby on my back. It took ages. And I just wanted to snap because I thought, okay, one's crying, one's screaming. My foot hurts. We're in a two-story house. No one will walk up the stairs by themselves. So it was it was a really rough start to welcome. Here's your dream of being a beautiful mom, beautiful new house, two-story, you know. Uh No, it actually, so that right there was a lesson in expectation because I thought, oh, I want this. This will be so perfect. And then we got there and it was harder than I thought. I didn't know anyone. I was lonely. I was exhausted. I was in pain. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I finally, I don't know what it was. One day I, I remember making a Facebook post saying, you know what? If I could handle all of this while jet lagged with the cold, broken foot, you know, as soon as I heal, I've got this. This is going to be a piece of cake. And so it was just one of those perspective shifts where I was sort of thrown into the deep end right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And then I found great neighbors and friends and we explored Germany and we found playgrounds and castles and amazing bakeries. And it really became some of the best three years that our family has had. Um, but I had to kind of just shift my perspective and think, you know, it's not all happening to me and I'm the one in control. And as long as I'm taking care of myself as best I can, whether it's having a hot bath, usually it's walking or exercise, but I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I guess not. Not with the broken foot. Yeah, but the self-care definitely goes a long way. And I think as um, moms, especially, we will put everybody else first and ourselves last. Even if we don't mean to, it just kind of happens. So I frequently remind myself that if my cup is empty, there's no way I'm going to have anything for the rest of the family. So yeah. self-care is everything. <laughs> it is. It is. So what is something that maybe you wish if there was a some one thing or two things maybe uh, about the military lifestyle and the support that spouses give and the, the life that you sign on to and then do something that you would like civilian counterparts to know and understand better? Maybe what would what would some of those things be? Um, what I would like to share first off is that, um, I thought it was mostly the service member. I'd say, Oh, this is his job, not mine. I've got my own thing going. I didn't realize how connected they were going to be. I didn't realize that I was going to be throwing birthday parties by myself, 
um, from giving birth by myself is <laughs> where I started. Um, that I was going to have to answer a lot of questions for my kids. That when dad coming back, is he safe? And then every time we move, which happens on average of every three years, I'm the one doing all the work. Like it's like, thank you, honey. I appreciate what you're doing because you are in a war zone. You are doing serious things, but I'm always the one that's coordinating. And then we move and I have to set up the house, find the new, the new doctors, the new places to shop, this and that. And it just resets. And once you get in that groove, it's time to move again. So it's, it's a lot more of my job than I realized it was going to be. And it's fine. I, I do it. I try to be really good at it as best I can. Um, and a lot of people have this horrible view of military spouses that were just these dependents who sit around and eat bonbons and don't do mm-hmm. anything. And that is not the case. I have seen these spouses and they're some of the hardest working people. And not only are they taking care of their things, they might be helping a neighbor and then taking care of someone else's kids and trying to work their own job. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much we do behind the scenes that people yeah. see. Um, and I'm just really grateful to have the community that can pull together and kind of strengthen each other. Because if I didn't have this tribe of women on base, I have no idea how I would have navigated through this. So my hat's off to you doing yeah. that without the, the base life. I know that's... Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other... <laughs> The whole, but when you don't know any different, right? I, I didn't know that such a thing existed until afterwards I met you. And I'm like, <laughs> or not you, but you know, like I found out, I'm like, what do you mean? Like there's communities where women help each other and they all are going through the same thing. I'm like, that's so cool. You know, like, like this Amazon tribe in the middle yes. of a jungle. <laughs> you know? I'm like, Wonder Woman's running around or something. I'm like, that's amazing. But that being said, everything is relative, right? What? One person may say, Oh, that's amazing. It's still hard. It doesn't change the fact that it's hard, even with that community of women. Um, even being able to speak to your husband and, and all that, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't change the fact that it's a difficult lifestyle and not, not being said in a way like, woe is us or whatever, yeah. but just like you said, I know that there, and I've seen it out there because every now and then I will make the mistake of scrolling through an article and then actually reading the comments. Of people and you should never read the comments. Just don't read the comments, right? <laughs> but when you see things that are people are like, oh, you know, military spouses, they know what they're getting into. They deserve it. What are they whining about anyway? And I'm like, really? I mean, how are you enjoying your latte at Starbucks on a Tuesday afternoon? Um, feeling free and willy nilly because your husband's at work and you're doing like, you know why? Because people like that, you know, <laughs> can go and you, you, you can get really whipped up and angry, right? So. This is why I'm so glad to share your story too. It's just to know that or share the message. Military spouses are not this needy, dependent, whiny thing. And I'm just like any society, you're going to find those people in any society. So I'm sure they exist in the military, just like they exist everywhere. But for the most part, they're very resilient, tough, patriotic. You have to be patriotic if you're going to sign on to this lifestyle. So what is it? Can you share some things too? Maybe your husband says, I mean, there's something that keeps him in the military um, or has kept him in the military for all this time, knowing what he's missing out on, you're all missing out on. What are some things, some stories maybe he shared with you from his service um, that help you understand why it is he's so committed? Yes. Um, Well, he started out, he was born on a military base in Texas as a baby. And so for him, this was his life. It's normal. Yeah. 
And his dad actually was a former garrison commander of where I currently live at Fort Meade. So the first time wow. they came to visit, I said, well, our house isn't as fancy as yours. quarters, <laughs> But we have a uh-huh. guest room. <laughs> um, nice. But for him, he saw that example set. He was very comfortable with the lifestyle and knew that there were so many wonderful opportunities that it would provide steady pay, great career training. Um, he would have a house. He could even get money through the post-9-11 GI Bill for schooling. So he understood that the benefits in his mind outweigh the costs. So he knew that although he'd have to spend some time away from us, he would be able to provide for the family and give us opportunities most people don't have. I mean, we've lived in Europe for three years and we're able to, um, I see a child coming to my door right now. <laughs> that's, that's all part of it. I love it. <laughs> and it's not even mine. <laughs> okay. That's even better. That's, a, that's great. Go for it. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, Austin is with a babysitter right now. Austin, and Ashley's at school. So he, he might be out later. Okay. Bye, Mariah. <laughs> now I'm glad we're not live you know I think we're going to keep that in I think that's just perfectly explains you know when you're trying to work from home and you have kids that uh, is so the balance you know it's just that happens all the time it's true all the time sometimes they're bleeding when they come in to get you so that was a good one (laughs) but yes yeah so so we'll we'll circle back so your husband um Grew oh. up in a military family, and for him, this was normal. It so was normal. This was lurking in his mind all along, and it was. And then, it, yeah. I mean, he did ask, not ask. That's like he did mention shortly after we got married uh, about joining the military, and I was like, "Oh no, what are you thinking?" That's just <laughs> my dad is a huge history buff, and I grew up watching World War II movies and Vietnam movies. My dad himself is a Vietnam vet. And so I always saw the the combat and I thought, no, that doesn't sound great. And I remember saying, why don't you get an office job where the only risk is eye strain and carpal tunnel? And <laughs> I realized he, he was like, but this is what I want. And I thought, oh gosh, I'm going to have to put my fears aside, my selfishness aside. Cause I lived in the same hometown since I was 23. Like I go home and I still see people I knew from kindergarten and my husband right. doesn't have that and can't relate to it. And I thought, do I really want my future children growing up here, there, everywhere? But I tell you what, they are very resilient too. They know how to make friends so quickly. They're really good at hellos and goodbyes. Hmm. They will talk to other military kids. And some of their stories will say, well, when we lived in Germany, and the others will probably, excuse me, will reply, well, when we were in Japan. And I mean, oh, that's great. Yeah. So I thought I came in at first with this completely skewed vision of what it could be like. I mean, you do never know. And I mm-hmm. certainly did not know what I was getting into. But my husband so believed in the opportunity, knowing he could do some good, knowing he could have a purpose and support the family. And he sold me on the idea. And I thought, all right, let's try it. And for us, it has worked out very well. So I've, I definitely eat my words about the office. Um, granted he's an intel so i'm sure he's doing plenty of powerpoint presentations <laughs> well, so there's that so he's he did both now i'm like oh he did no. compromise <laughs> yeah so 
What do you see for yourself when the day comes that he retires from the military? Well, he's actually getting out sooner than rather than later. So it's going to happen next year. And it, we don't know what to expect. Uh, just as much as we didn't know what to expect when we got in, we have no idea what's going to happen. He's just started the application process for jobs. And I have gotten so uh, highly, I've identified as an army wife. I feel like half the time right now when I introduce myself, I say, oh, yes. I'm an army wife. So I thought, well, I can say I was an army wife for seven years. And right. um, when I spoke to my editor with Army Wife 101, I said, does that mean I can't write for you anymore? She said, no, this is your life, your experience. You know, the lingo, the story. She said, you have this wealth of knowledge and insight that no one can take from you. So I thought, yeah. Plus, you're going to be a good resource to everybody because ultimately the goal is, you know, to have a healthy career in the military, do everything you can. And at a certain point in time, retire from the military and move into a civilian lifestyle where you all now get to live in the country that you all gave so much for and experience it as the civilians that you all gave so much, you know, what you all are doing is creating the lifestyle or allowing the lifestyle that everybody else lives, right? That I live now. Um, and so now you all get to experience that and some of it will be good and some of it will be sad and some of it will be difficult and some of it will be amazing, but you're going to be a voice that people already have that connection to, right? And have follow you, have credibility, you have people who respect you and rightfully so, right? You've earned their trust and credibility and now they're going to be able to follow you out and through and into the world and you're going to be a great ambassador for both sides of service right and as you find other ways to give back so i think it'll be exciting uh, for you to continue writing and reaching back out into the military community and and see where it takes you yeah it'll be cool it'll be fun i think so too and i i've got a great uh reputation i work with some veterans and i'm very passionate about that as well because I've seen, I've seen my dad's generation, the Vietnam vets who yes. just were mistreated, forgotten, no one wanted to hear or think about it. And, um, I see the impact it's had now all these years later. And so I do what I can now to work with veterans organizations and help tell their stories and how they're helping vets. And I've even talked with some people who just got out of the military and they had a hard time knowing how to function once they got out. They didn't have to be up at a certain time. They could wear whatever they want. They felt like right. What do I wear today? You know, it's, it's just interesting to see um, that the story continues. It's not like, yes. great, served our country. That's the end. Thank you. There's so much more and their legacy, their service um, continues. So I want to certainly do everything I can to still keep in touch with the military community. As you said, be that ambassador, be a voice for service members, for those who are just starting out all the way to those who have retired and gotten out and to our veterans whom I respect so much. And I'm so grateful. So even though I myself won't officially have the title as current army wife, I will still have that um, mission and that passion under my belt, and I'll be ready to keep working with it. Yeah, it'll be um, it, it'll be different for sure, but it'll be exciting, and we'll see where you all decide to settle. And then I'm already in my head. I'm like, oh, I can link her with this person, with that person, with this person, oh, that person, because I, I have a network now across the country, and amazing uh, all sorts of people so people to link both you and your husband with and see how it goes you know afterwards and 
and help you. So I'm, I'm excited. And I think it's important that you're going to stay involved with that community and say that was a big part of what I, I wanted to know and get into. And I, I imagined you would say what you said. But, you know, on the off chance that you were like, oh, hell no, you know, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I couldn't see that happening. So I, I am excited to see where it takes you and what your ideas are. I hope you continue writing too. And I mean, there's so many, so many things y'all get involved with. Um, what do you think are one of the biggest needs now for military spouses? Um, something that there is a gap in your ability to, to do what you need to do to hold down that fort while your spouse is away. I, I personally don't have this. However, I have seen it time and time again. I luckily am an extrovert. I have no problem making connections and friends, helping people, getting help in return. But I see a lot of spouses who are in their house. They're nervous. They're shy. They're anxious. They're battling depression that may or may not be treated. And they don't have a network. They unmeaningly, or they unknowingly. Unwittingly, yeah. And so for those spouses, we do have a lot of programs that um, help encourage socialization on base. There is new parent support. There is uh, military one source that provides free counseling. And um, I definitely recommend that any spouse who feels like he or she is struggling, can't do it, can't ask for help, they feel isolated, they don't know anyone that they reach out and take advantage of the free resources that we have available. Um, because if you're feeling like it's you against the world, I mean, oh, what a horrible feeling that would be. Because it's already a tough enough job as is. Um, and like I said, without the right support and help and network and knowing that you're not alone and knowing that you're not the only one who just wants to just like, oh, punch the wall some days. or yeah. I think that means so much. And I've encountered so many spouses who just are in such a dark place that they can't seem to get out of it. And so I try to write write pieces about what to do if you're feeling depressed at your duty station, how you stay in touch with your friends and family back home, um, and then resources for um, mental health just to help you. Like there shouldn't be a stigma um, associated with mental health because any other thing they're like oh you have a cold take this oh you have a headache take that right oh you're feeling depressed talk to somebody it's okay um and it's encouraged so that i'd say is the number one problem is that a lot of them either from moving repeatedly from feeling like they don't have something for themselves they never got to finish their degree um or they just can't find a job because they're constantly moving it's very easy to get down on themselves so i encourage them to seek out whatever help they need so they can feel like themselves again. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to ask uh, questions we love to ask. Oh, great. Uh, no, they're fun questions. They're fun questions. Uh, if you could pick up the phone right now and call anybody in the whole world who you have not met before, <laughs> hang out with them for an afternoon, who would that be? <laughs> you could say Thor. Did you meet Thor, by the way? I... <laughs> I'm yes, like, you can't say that because you already met him. That's right. Oh, yes. I met Chris Hemsworth. I feel like I'm, whew, I'm definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's I'll give right. you a question in a okay. moment. Yes. That for a bit. I had the opportunity with Army Life 101 uh, on behalf of Warner Brothers Pictures. They sent out a few bloggers to go meet the cast of 12 Strong. 
And yes. uh, I got to screen the film. I got to meet Chris Hemsworth. Shut up. Laugh a few times. I've got pictures. I touched him. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was amazing. And then I also got in touch with Doug Stanton, the author of the book that started it all. And he amazing. and I connected and I interviewed him because I said, well, you're the whole reason any of us are here right now is because you told this incredible story. So I was doubly excited. I got to meet a New York Times bestselling author and yeah. the dreamiest actor on the market today. It's so <laughs> funny. I I am so bad with names, like really bad with names. I can be introduced to someone. And so even though... Like, I'm sure I've seen his name. I can't remember his name right now. You already said it. Like, right. And I just, I can't remember people's names. So that's well, how I remember. Well, uh, I tell you what, because he's Australian. And I was just in Australia the month before with friends. Okay. And the whole time we kept joking, what if we meet him? And so it was really odd that weeks later I, I met him. But they call him Himsey. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's got a nickname, right? So yeah, that's yeah. pretty sweet. So there are perks and you got to take those perks where you can get them. This military self is happy about that. That's my best work <laughs> <job> ever. <laughs> so. I, I, yeah, I'm flipping through your page. I'm like, I have to ask her about that. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, yeah. You know, that's fun. That's fun um, to it get to go do stuff like that. <laughs> so to answer your question. And you can't pick him now. I won't. I've already met him. <laughs> um, this is actually pretty funny, but I would meet Steve Martin. I have okay. loved him ever since I was a kid. I love his physical comedy. He does you know, juggling and magic, and he knew the Muppets. So as a kid, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. And then um, his movie, The Jerk, used to be a litmus test for me, of which if, if I liked a guy, I'd say, like, do you appreciate the sense of humor? <laughs> <laughs> so, since then, now he plays banjo, he collects art, he's written novellas, and for some reason, I just love his brand of intellect mixed with comedy. It's just it's the perfect mix. And I've had numerous dreams I've met him. And I thought maybe one of these days I will. Maybe he'll he'll uh, do this interview, and this will be my end. Maybe he will. <laughs> we'll tag him in everything we post. Yes. <laughs> about it. And we'll like target the ads towards his fans. Steve Martin, are you there? Yes. Um, there are a bunch of people. I was like, I need to get in touch with Jeff Bridges to meet up with someone else we interviewed who's super cool. He's an actor, right? And he wants to meet yeah. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you just pick up the phone and call him? Like you're in Hollywood, like pick up the phone, call Jeff Bridges <laughs> or call the agent. But, but, uh, it's funny to me that when you see people who are, you know, among the same community still unsure about reaching out to other people, you know, like, it just reveals the humanity in everyone and it takes right. away your perception. Like whatever we perceive someone to be, there's still a person with the same insecurities and nervousness and fears, you know, as anyone else. But okay. That's a good one. as we are. <laughs> yeah. So reaching back to 22-year-old Jackie, Okay. any words of wisdom? Yes. I think um, I would say live a life authentic to yourself. Um, I know that I have been guilty of doing things because I thought I had to. I thought it's what people expected of me. I would stay in relationships too long, jobs too long, because I thought, oh, well, how's it going to look if I quit? How's it going to look if I leave? Um, and I think that the key is just knowing who you are at the core, knowing that other people don't think or care about as your situation as much as you think they do, and just follow your heart and don't be afraid. Uh, don't be afraid of rejection. Don't be afraid of getting your heart broken. Don't be afraid of auditioning and not making it. Just do it because I think in the end, 
the regrets of not trying and not living your true life, it's going to be far worse than you tried and it didn't work out as you hoped. Perfect. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) What is something that you value most about living this life in the military world and something that you're going to miss? Oh, gosh. Well, two things. One is travel. The fact that my children have seen the Eiffel Tower. They've yeah. seen the Bridge in London. Um, I, they've heard different languages spoken. They know that there are different ways to live life, different types of food. And um, I think that was very eye-opening for them. And so they now have a broader spectrum of thinking when it comes to people and humanity. And so I'm going to miss being able to just have that opportunity easily. Mm-hmm. We're not going to stop traveling, but it definitely makes it... Uh, more challenging. When you're yeah. right here, you just hop a train and you're you know, yeah. another country. The other thing I'm going to miss is the community because once we get out, uh, we'll be in a neighborhood. Everyone's working different jobs, have different pay grades. Their spouses might go out of town for a week for business, you know, whereas here we are all in it together. We are here to laugh, to cry, to support, um, to drink coffee, to drink wine, depending on the day. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a sisterhood. And I will keep in touch with my people, um, no matter where I live. Technology makes that so easy. Yeah. I miss that. It, I have definitely been part of a tribe and a village, and there's nothing I've ever experienced like this in my life. Yeah. So you need to create another one. Yes. <laughs> yes, which I could see you do it. Okay. So here at American Snippets, we have a very real idea to ourselves what the American dream means. And it's what has focusing on that and its values and concepts is what drove me to get through what I've gone through as well as Dave. So we like to ask the people that we interview and share their stories, what does that American dream mean to you? For me, the American dream means possibilities. If there's something you want, you don't have to sit around and wish. You don't have to wish for freedom. You don't have to wish to win the lottery. You can go out and make it happen. You can start working right away. You can obtain an education. You can live where you want. You can do what you want. You can be with whoever you want. We have this freedom that allows whatever possibility. So as much energy, time, and effort you want to put into yourself, into your family, you can. And the payoff is going to be so great. And not everyone around the world is as lucky to have what we have. And I think we take it for granted quite a bit. But if you can remember that, I mean, the it's just, you could just go as far as you want. You can put in however much you want and there's very little stopping you. So I think just that in itself is remarkable. We have so many things we can do, places we can go. We can be basically whomever we want. Perfect. And with that, I will say thank you again. Thank you for all you and your family do uh, in service to our country. And thank you for taking the time to sit down with us today. We are really excited to share your story and pop it out there. Well, thank you so much. And I appreciate you and what you've been through and what you've overcome. And you're such a wonderful advocate. I'm very grateful that we were connected. Yeah, me too. Yay, Elena. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, we are going to keep it going. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. That wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for being on today's show. Really appreciate you joining us today. Also, would like to personally thank Jackie Toops for being here, taking the time to share her story, uh, her work, her mission, her purpose. You can follow Jackie on social media at Jackie Toops. 
Uh, find her on Instagram, on Facebook. Also, make sure you follow Army Wife 101. Go to their website. You can follow them on Facebook as well. And also, make sure you visit us online where you can see the full-featured article that we did on Jackie. Watch the full interview. Uh, we'll give you more links to how you can get in touch with her and follow her. You could do all of that at americansippets.com forward slash zero four. Five. Don't forget to tag us on social media as well at American Snippets. Follow us on Facebook at American Snippets. We publish daily inspirational content throughout the day there. Uh, and lastly, you know, don't forget about our message here, our mission. Uh, we're looking to create a movement, one that focuses around positivity, possibility, and patriotism. And we just want to ask you to do your part. Uh, in this movement. You're you're part of our, our family now. You're part of our community. Help us spread this message. Help us change the underlying current uh, in this country. What we, you know, what we see on the news and in social media, you know, so much negativity going on. And here we're looking to do just the opposite, right? We want to spread positivity. We want to spread possibility, opportunity, and patriotism. Give thanks to those who serve. Give thanks to to those that protect and fight for the freedoms that you you and I have here in this country. So, you know, go back. You know, we're coming up on a, on a year doing this podcast. It's about our year anniversary in June. We've done over fifty episodes, and along that time, over the last twelve months, we've interviewed some amazing people, entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, actors, artists, musicians veterans, veteran entrepreneurs, uh, authors, inspirational speakers, everyday people also who are just paying it forward, doing something nice for the community, lifting others up. So go back, listen to as many episodes as you can. Uh, if you haven't listened, you know, many are new, maybe you're new and you haven't listened to any, maybe this is your first podcast. You haven't listened to any of the ones that we've done before. Uh, I highly encourage you to go back. These are some great stories, some great lessons and insight. Um, that you can use in your own life uh, to to do more on a personal level, uh, from a business standpoint, and even just in in a way that you can start giving back to other people and you know other efforts you know, in your spare time. And that's all that's all that this podcast is about: spreading that message of positivity, possibility, and patriotism across the country. So we could use your help in this, right? And the first thing you could do is simply just tell a friend. Let someone else know what we're doing here and wh and why they should check it out. Second, subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast app. And finally, leave us a review. If you haven't left us a review yet and you've been listening it for some time or you're new, you know, reviews are really important. It's how, it's how iTunes ranks us. It's how we get discovered and found, and that's important because we want to share, you know, the stories of all the people that we have on this show, right? We want to we want to increase their following. We want to bring more awareness to their mission and the things that they're doing. So, if you could leave us a review, tell a friend, subscribe, it would really go a long way. Finally, don't just be inspired or entertained by our guests. Let their stories ignite you into action in your own life. That's all we got for you today. My name is Dave Brown. This is American Snippets. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. We'll see you next time.